Welcome to the Red Pill Sports Podcast, combating Woke Inc.'s takeover of sports. Red Pill Sports Podcast, sports done right. All right, all right, all right. Good to see you on this Tuesday. For some of you, it's already Wednesday. Uh, I'm doing this just after the Warriors-Laker game. So we're going to have a great night party. We're going to talk about the miraculous makeover of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, We're thankful to have you. I'm Donnie Copen, your host, right here at the Red Pill Sports Podcast. And uh, just so glad to have you guys on Facebook Live. Uh, Also great to be with you on the podcast we're going to be talking about the miraculous makeover of the Los Angeles Angeles Lakers. Uh, I find this fascinating because, as I said on a couple of earlier episodes, that I've never, I've not only not been a Lakers fan, I've been a uh, uh, Lakers hater. I'm just just going to say it. And, uh, and man, you know, still LeBron's politics just turns my stomach. But um, th- there's been a there's been a makeover, and I f- I found something was that was kind of empirical, but I think it's indicative of something that's going on with the Lakers. And I think there's a far deeper uh, phenomenon here. That's what I want to talk about tonight uh, about the miraculous makeover of LeBron and the Lakers. And I think it's a great lesson to all of us uh, that, uh, you know, good things uh, and nothing's ever over uh, till it's over. And, of course, you know, LeBron has got all the money in the world. He's, you know, multi-multi-millionaire, probably well on his way to being a billionaire if he's not already. He's not worried about what I think. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty, not pretty, I'm, I'm very conservative and so, you know, I have a big problem when he's uh, espousing for people that's he feels like he's being disenfranchised and then he's wearing sneakers that are made by the Uyghurs, uh, slave labor in China by Nike. And uh, I've had all those issues with him. And then along comes Austin Reeves, uh, this kid from Arkansas, and uh and 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 I, I don't blame you for thinking that you know. Uh, on first glance, oh, well, just a, you know, a, a hit from Arkansas, white dude, uh, and so that's why you like him. Uh, I think it goes far deeper than that. I think this makeover of LeBron uh, and the Lakers is uh, much much more profound and nuanced than. Just color. In fact, I think the the color or the the race part of this actually makes it the most interesting. That's what I want to delve into. But anyway, I'm just just so thankful to have you. I wanted to uh, give you a, a a huge announcement. I'll do it right here at the beginning. Uh, we've got some merch uh, merchandise that is coming out. We've got a couple of t-shirts. Uh, we're getting that all in place. But I'm really really excited about. Uh, two t-shirts that we already have that are going to be coming out. I'm going to go ahead and post those uh, right after the episode. I'm going to post those on the uh, on the Facebook page. You can go to Red Pill Sports on Facebook. Uh, also, I'll, I'll 
uh, post them at My Red Pill Sports, and then on the Doc Washburn Show page. By the way, uh, if you have not picked up the Doc Washburn Show uh, podcast, make sure that you do that anywhere that you get your podcast. He did a phenomenal interview today with John Solomon uh, that you see all over uh, conservative media. So you'll want to pick up that interview and listen to it. Uh, Doc, and, and of course, he's my friend and we're business partners. Uh, and so you could definitely say I'm biased, but I, I don't think so at all. He's probably one of the top three or top five interviewers that I've ever heard. He's he's literally that good. Uh, and he'll ask questions that nobody else an, uh, asks. Uh, that's just kind of his personality. He didn't want to just mail it in. Uh, he'll spend hours and hours preparing for an interview like John Solomon's. And so um, you, you don't want to miss that. Make sure you go to docwashburn.com or docwashburnshow.com, either one, and uh, check it out. <coughs> Excuse me. And so um, anyway, check that out. But two phenomenal T-shirt designs we have coming out. You're going to love both of these. Uh, one is connected to Austin Reeves. The other one is connected to the January 6th, um, January 6th, uh, Sixers and, and, uh, the people that are being, uh, detained as political prisoners by the Democrats. And, uh, what I'd like to do, and if you would shoot me, uh, and, and we're going to do a little bit of research, but once we launch the January Sixers, um, the the uh, t-shirt for them we're going to give a portion of those proceeds uh to relief for the january sixers and uh so we want to we, we want to use that uh this platform and your uh supporting what we're doing uh both you know wearing the shirts to let them know that we uh, support them but number two is uh provide funds for those families for defense funds or whatever so if you've got a really good and i'm going to get with doc and try to find out some very uh, reputable january 6 um uh, political prisoner organizations that we feel like would uh be the most helpful and uh, we're going to give a uh, a portion of the proceeds from the t-shirts uh, to help them. I think that's only right that we should do that. So with that being said, let's delve right into the miraculous makeover of LeBron and the Lakers, or the Lakers and LeBron. Uh, you you got to keep in mind that in um, that at the beginning of the year, the, the Lakers started 2-10, and 10, which a lot of teams can start really well or start poorly and then, you know, right the ship. Uh, but I think well into the season, it may have been halfway or beyond, uh, the Lakers had uh, a literally a 0.3% chance of making the, uh, the playoffs. Not only did they make the playoffs, they uh, won the first round. Uh, then they go to the second round, and uh, they won their first game. Uh, which I'm taping this right after that game is over in San Francisco against Golden State Warriors, and they won that game. And their top four, um, their top four scorers were Anthony Davis, LeBron James, uh, D'Angelo Russell, 
and Austin Reeves. Now, um, you know, one of the big things I think that made a huge, uh, Palenka, their general manager, made a huge uh, uh, move uh, right at the, toward the end of the season, traded Russell Westbrook off, got D'Angelo Russell, also got Vanderbilt, got uh, Beasley, uh, and uh, one more, and I cannot think of the fourth player that he got just right off hand. But uh, in a couple, three of those guys have made D'Angelo Russell especially has made huge contributions. Scoring-wise, Vanderbilt's been a great defender for him. The other two, the other three players are more spot-type players. But uh, it, that so that was a great trade. But I think um, the uh, the emergence of and, and we spent a whole episode on this so that's not what this episode is about it's it's less about the team chemistry and makeup although that is a part of this uh, it is much more about uh, the social science of of the Lakers why and when I talk about emergence uh, yeah definitely win loss column. Uh, definitely, definitely their defense, their scoring, all of that. But uh, the, if you look at their TV numbers, their TV numbers are dramatically higher in 23 than they were in 22. And uh, 22 is much higher than 21. And 21, uh, 20 was the COVID year. 21 was kind of the bounce back year. Uh, and then 22 was, was Austin Reeves' uh, rookie season, uh, but he didn't play a, a ton. And then 23, he's really emerged. I think there's some so, social or uh, soci social, uh, not economic, but social dynamic, uh, which is so such a big part of sports. That has caused the viewership. No, obviously, if they didn't win, then their viewership. You know, nobody's going to watch a loser. Uh, but I think that there's a lot of things here to to delve into, and I want to do that. I want to kind of break this down and show you why. Uh, and, and I'm going to give you some. This is not statistical here. This is more empirical with me than some few people just uh, very randomly that I've talked to, and I had this happen to me again on Sunday that I found was pretty amazing. Then I saw I went and did a little research, and I found that the Lakers' numbers uh, are dramatically higher. And then I, I think of myself, I'm 62 years of age. I'm a very conservative Republican, white guy, obviously, uh, obviously white, old Republican. Uh, well, that's stereotypical, right? And uh, couldn't stand... LeBron James. I just didn't like, you know, the Lakers kind of the Cowboys. And I love the Cowboys, but the Lakers are the basketball version of the Cowboys. They just, because they're in L.A., you know, and they've been decent, they just get, you know, uh, and, and Dan Patrick, any of the guys that were have been with ESPN are no longer there would tell you that it's almost mandatory that you talk about the Lakers every single day. And so I think that causes a lot of people, including myself, not, and I've never liked them. Then I was a huge Bird and Celtics fan uh, back when they played uh, Michael Cooper and they played Kurt Rambis and Magic Johnson and those guys back in the day. And so, uh, man, I really uh, – and I think maybe at the end of uh, Kareem's – the very end of Kareem's um, 
career. And so, man, I was, uh, you know, the Celtics had uh, McHale, and they had Parrish, and they had Bird, uh, they had Dennis Johnson, uh, and and Cornbread Maxwell, and, and that team. And so, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, ML Carr, I'm, I'm some of their better players, Danny Ainge. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I've learned to hate the Lakers well, and uh, or really dislike them. I, I don't like using the word hate if I can get around it, but really, really dislike them. And so all of a sudden I find myself uh, watching the Lakers, holding my nose watching the Lakers because of Austin Reeves. He's from Arkansas, and I'm like, man, I want to see this kid play. And he's just been really, really, really good. Um, tonight wasn't great. I mean, he still scored 10 points, five rebounds, um, and, uh, hit a couple of really big threes. Uh, but, but he's been scoring 17, you know, 20 points a game. So, um, but that's how I started watching them. And then when I started watching them, man, I really appreciate D'Angelo Russell's game. It's probably the smoothest, silkiest, um, player just looks like he's gliding out there i've never i've probably seen very few people that play and he makes it look that effortless that being d'angelo russell um and i've just you know anthony davis when he was with the pelicans i wasn't a huge fan even though i'm a casual new orleans fan because i'm from louisiana i was uh you know wasn't a big ad fan in fact i didn't know that i even really cared for him then all of a sudden, I'm pulling for the Lakers, and just just a really strange thing. I'm like, what's behind that? And that's what we're going to talk about the rest of this. I think this is much more than Austin Reeves, and then I'm going to parallel it to something that happened during the NFL draft that I think you'll see uh, the the correlation here that I think is so, so uh, very, very uh, important. Uh, but I also, I want to stop here, and I want to – Thank uh, Red River Auto. RedRiverAuto.com uh, is one of our sponsors. I'm so thankful for Mitch Ward and the great uh, people over at uh, Red River Auto. Listen, do us a favor. Uh, if you live anywhere in the continental United States and you're looking for a car, go to RedRiverAuto.com. Tell them the Doc Washburn Show, the Red Pill Sports Podcast with Donnie Copeland sent you, and uh, that you at least, because they support these two shows, you at least wanted to give them an opportunity and uh, to, to earn your business. You can buy a car from them. They'll ship it to anywhere in the continental United States. And so um, I, I want to really encourage you to do that. And then MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, listen, do yourself a favor. Get you some of those Giza Dream Sheets. Uh, go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code RED, the promo code RED, and you're going to get a phenomenal, phenomenal savings, 40%, 60%. And then you have to get you some of the slippers. They are the most comfortable thing I've ever put on my feet. And I, I wear nothing but hokas, uh, the big, thick, uh, you know, tennis shoes, uh, super, super comfortable because I have a lot of trouble with my feet. And these slippers are just phenomenal. I would, I've always gone barefooted around the house. I don't go barefooted anywhere else, but around the house I do. Uh, but no longer I wear my uh, sunshades at night. Is that the song? I, run, I wear my sunglasses at night. Well, I wear my mypillow.com 
with the promo code RED slippers at night. So there you go. Uh, Write a new song right here on the Red Pill Sports Podcast, right? Um, So let's delve back into it. And I want to tell you that I believe there's something uh, really, really special that's that's going on uh, here. I, I see. I think the the the, the media are, are are you know probably the media, but uh, professional politicians really want to keep us divided. So anything that can show harmony, can show us working together. We see so much of this, you know, on on Facebook and on Twitter. You know, black people beating up white people and white people screaming at black people and, you know, people mocking Asian people and people, you know, deriding Hispanic people. And most of us, uh, you know, we don't see color. We don't we don't think in those terms. We don't think in, well, I like him. I like this player because he's white. Or I like this player because he's black, if you happen to be black. Uh, we don't even think that way. We, we really are trying to do, as, as Martin Luther King Jr. said, we're really trying to get past uh, the, the race. And, and Barack Obama really set that back, I think, 20 or 30 years by all the division that he caused and tried to intentionally incite racial divide among us. So I think anything that causes us to to be able to cheer for someone that is not like us and and it's genuine, not because they're black or if they're white because we're black, it's it's just because we want that harmony. That's you know it's just really what we want naturally. We we have it at work, we have it uh, at our churches. Uh, and we don't have this constant division that we're seeing on social media and especially on cable television. So when we get this opportunity uh, in a sport or in any other area of life to where something's not strained and forced upon us, but it happens organically organically and naturally, then we we really are drawn to it. And, and it's kind of like... Um, I think of race as kind of like anything else, you know, uh, whether it's clothing where textures matter in clothing. And if you've got a tie on with a shirt, you know, you can have a solid black tie, but if it's got a certain texture, it adds another dimension to it. Uh, If you're uh, in dining, if you're, you know, a lot of times you're eating something that is spicy uh, the chef will add just a touch of sweet because it is that diversity. It's that uh, yin and yang. It's that this that combination of sweet and spicy, or sweet and sour and candy. Uh, it's two textures in clothing or in furniture, uh, and so th- those those things are really kind of part of the uh, fabric of 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 humanity. And so it's really unnatural for us as hum- as humans to, unless it's really, really um, uh, st- uh, taught and enforced and just, just pounded into us, this division thing is really actually unnatural to us. 
It's, it's not natural at all. And we see that with children. Children go, oh, I don't want to play with that child because they're white. I don't want to play with this child because they're black. If they do feel that way, especially at a young age, that's not because of them. That's because adults uh, is, is, are poisoning their, their minds. So I think this resurgence of the Lakers goes much deeper than, okay, they got this white kid from Arkansas Okay, so let's let's get the elephant in the room uh, out of the way. Yeah, is it is it a cool thing that this skinny white kid from r- super rural Arkansas, Newark, Arkansas, population three hundred or so, is slap dab in the middle of L.A. See the contrast: country in the middle of L.A., one of the you know what top three, top five most populated cities in America. Uh, white kid on a court with not most time nine other, you know, uh, black players. Uh, and so the dichotomy, the diversity, and diver- not diversity racially, the contrast, the mixed in textures, the sweet and the sour, the spicy and the sweet, that's that's the rhythm of life. That's what makes life interesting. That's, you know, very few of us are monochrome. Very few of us are tone on tone. You same color on the same color. We're, 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 we want much more, you know, diversity. And, and again, diversity, not racially, but, but variety. That, that's the word I'm looking for. We're looking for variety. So when you see 10 black guys out there, it's like it's like 10 white guys playing hockey. It's like then a black guy skates out there and you go, well, that's cool. And you don't think, what's that black guy doing out there? on You know, hockey belongs to, to white folks. No, nobody thinks that. No, nobody in their right mind. Nobody I know. Now, cable news and... Uh, network news would definitely like for you to think that, and like definitely like to think all Trump voters uh, are that way, but but that's simply not the case. You see, um, you know, I, I remember when I saw was it Janice or Janet Copeland, the opera singer, and I remember ballerina, and you know, here's this uh, genre of of entertainment uh, ballet. And and it's just you know old stuffy white folks. Then here's this uh, black lady up there singing, beautiful voice. And it was just so cool. I, and I wasn't even thinking, you know, well, finally got a, a black person up there. All these white folks. No, it was just seeing the 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 change, just seeing the variety. Uh, nobody wants to eat uh, vanilla. I like vanilla ice cream with chocolate on it. I like. Chocolate with, you know, whatever on, you know, strawberries on it. It doesn't always have to be black or white. It doesn't. It's it's just the variety. It's not a diversity. That's how they divide us. This we need to be more diverse. No, it's 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 the human tendency to want variety. So when Austin Reeves comes along, you know why the Lakers numbers are through the roof is because. Uh, and then I told you there's empirical evidence. I'm telling you, I've never even I, if if the Lakers run like special on Christmas, I'm like I'm not I'm not watching the Lakers. You know, I've not even been a huge NBA fan for years. I probably after Bird, uh, 
and you know, well, with Dirk Nowitzki and uh, and Magic, I really like Magic, even though I didn't like the Lakers. Uh, you know, after really, but after Dirk Nowitzki, uh, and then you know, after uh, that era, I kind of just you know, we were in Dallas and watched the Mavericks, but then all the kneeling and all the Black Lives Matter. And it wasn't about standing up for black people. It was about, here's a Marxist uh, organization that's burning down cities. And the NBA didn't have enough gumption to look through that. And then come to find out these uh, executives of Black Lives Matter were just using people who really wanted, I'm sure a lot of them were sincere, uh, and they were just using an organization to, you know, Make themselves rich, and uh, and so, and so uh, I just been totally off. Not only of of you know basketball, other than college basketball around March Madness, uh, but to watch the uh, to watch the Lakers just unheard of for me. And so this Austin Reeves. So someone wa- So we had somebody watching the podcast or listening to the podcast, and I was down in Louisiana this weekend. And uh, a guy pulled me aside. He said, hey, man, he said, uh, I've been listening to your podcast. And I said, well, thank you. I appreciate it. He said, it's really good. He said, it's, I think you're on to something. He said, I think you're approaching sports in a different way, and I think it's, I think it's really going to grow. I mean, it really made me feel good. And he said, oh, by the way, he said, man, I, I don't watch NBA. He said, but after you talked about Austin Reeves, he said, I started watching. He said, now I'm watching the Lakers games. Well, look, that's a guy in Louisiana. He's close to my age, uh, a little bit older. Then here's me. And and just full disclosure, we hadn't had one conversation about it. In fact, he didn't even know it was me doing the Red Pill Sports Podcast until uh, I think I sent him something about it. It was my brother, and who's very, very conservative. He's more conservative, at, or at, yes, more than I am. And... Uh, and so I, I saw right then, I said, wait a minute, there's something going on here. There's something deeper here. And what it is, it's this, uh, you get intrigued. See, if you give people a, a minute, like if the, if the media would stop for a half a minute and the, and the world, uh, the, the administrative state and the global the global elitist who want to push us into world war and into global uh, one world global government would stop for a half a second, metaphorically speaking, and and lay off a of Donald Trump. The people the, the, beyond the 81, 82 million that voted for him, uh, his numbers would go to a hundred million because they would actually take a look and see him for who he is. And that's what Austin Reeves did for the Los Angeles Lakers. Austin Reeves calls us to pause and look at the Lakers and go, wait a minute, man, I can appreciate how LeBron plays. You know, I don't see him in the light I saw him in last week. Uh, and I see him really befriending this kid and really trying to uh, boost him and, and now and make no mistake about it. If Austin Reeves couldn't play, uh, 
LeBron James wouldn't give him time of day. Not because he's white. It's just because he, he's about winning, about the game. But he's embraced this kid, and he's just like, man, you know, I'm all in with this kid. And the whole team is all in with him because he's a fighter. And I think what what that's what we want, not just as sports fans. That's what we want as a as a society. We want uh, to have um, uh, this this variety. And so when we see someone that we don't even care for, we don't care for his politics, we don't care for you know how you know insufferable he can be, but then he's he's given this guy a shot. Because, see, we love an underdog. We love somebody that doesn't belong, that gets to belong. That's that's the American way. That's inbred in us. That's just, we love an underdog. We love the person that's not supposed to make it. And then when we see LeBron and AD, Anthony Davis, and we see D'Angelo Russell, who's one of Austin Reeves' best friends on the team, and they're not just, congratulating the guy, they are supporting him and they're helping him and they're working and he's, you know, he, he's good. He's really good. Uh, it That's what we're looking for in life. That's what we're looking for in society. We're tired of this division. We're tired of this, you know, uh, all of this agenda. We want people to get along. And that's why we're so, one of the most popular memes on uh, on the internet is this it's pouring down raining you've seen it perhaps if you haven't you need to try to look it up it's pouring down rain and there's this two little white boys little maybe seven or eight nine years old and there's this black guy and he's knelt down and he's trying to fix their bicycles and the pouring down rain that right there encapsulates everything that we want in life. We want we want people we want what Martin Luther King Jr. said. We want to judge people by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. But you know who won't let us do that? Who wants to make sure that's not done? It's Democrats uh, and it's the media. And so when we see this, whether it's in sports, whether it's in politics, whether it's in music, whatever it is, that's why the the country music guy, uh, Jelly Roll, you know, he's huge, three, 400-pound guy, tattooed, tattoos from head to toe. Uh, his songs are pretty rough, but everybody's pulling for him, man, just going crazy over him. Why? Because we love a, uh, we, we love Kane Brown, you know, a black guy who's singing country music. Uh, and, and we see Darius Rucker, uh, who's, you know, more old school, but we, we're pulling for these guys because we, we like, we love it when we all get along. Now, I'm going to prove to you, uh, I'm going to prove to you here before I get off, I'm going to prove to you why, and I told you there was something happening in the NFL. Uh, Robin, if you're listening, you may not be. If you're listening there on Facebook and you can drop it in, I know the guy's name is Deuce, uh, and he was drafted by the Cowboys. And, man, I keep wanting to say Deuce McAllister, but that's not it. He played for Kansas State. Uh, he was drafted by the Cowboys. His dad is actually uh, a, a scout for 
the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and the, the, so if somebody can look up his name, drop that into the comments on Facebook, I would appreciate it so very much. So if somebody can help me out there, I'm going to look here and see if somebody can uh, help me with that. And Robin, if you're listening, uh, if you can drop that in for me or somebody else, Mo, or somebody can drop that in uh, that may be uh, catching the show tonight uh, on Facebook Live. But uh, uh, this the, the, the story that captured the NFL, there were two stories really. Uh, one was Will Levis not being drafted in the first round. But the second, the story that really captured the the week of the NFL draft was was a five foot five. They say he's five foot six or seven. He's not. He's five foot four, five foot five at the at the tallest. Uh, running back from from Kansas State was drafted, and he didn't think he was going to get drafted. He was, I think, one hundred forty fourth player picked. Was there two hundred twelve, two hundred fifteen players picked? And he did. He was just. He really thought he was going to go much earlier than that. He's electric to watch uh, in uh, in college. And uh, but his dad, being a scout for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and and his dad obviously is black. Deuce obviously is black. And uh, anyway, uh, the Dallas Cowboys decided to draft him. And they uh, said, look, we want you to call your son. You know, usually the owner or the coach calls and says, hey, son, we're going, we're getting ready to draft you. They said, no, we want you to call your son and tell him we're drafting him with the next pick. And he's going to be the one that turns in the card that says the next uh, pick for the Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, and then they'll call his name. And I'm sorry, I can't remember his last name. And so this guy's trying to talk to his son, and then after you know, and he's he's breaking up crying. And then afterwards he's trying to talk to reporters, he's breaking up crying, and he's talking about how, you know, uh, let me see if I can uh, I was hoping somebody could give me his name. <clears throat> I I'll think of it when I get off of here. And I should have had it in my notes, so I apologize for that. Um but that that became the number one story all across uh, all social media was was hit, uh, that young man being drafted by the Cowboys. Uh, now that wasn't a, a white kid that that was a black kid, but you know what made that story so powerful was he's a very small. Uh, super fast, super quick, super talented. They did not draft him because his dad was a scout. Uh, they didn't draft him because they felt sorry for him because he's short. They drafted him because he is a phenomenal football player. But people everywhere were celebrating. And, you know, I saw it on Twitter over and over, man. I'm, I'm sitting here crying. And, man, the, my, my favorite story of the NFL draft was the Cowboys – picking this young man and it and it 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 paired perfectly with why that this magical uh makeover of the lakers and uh and lebron james and that is 
a inspiring story, an underdog story, giving somebody a chance, not because of the color of their skin, but but despite uh, maybe their height or despite maybe their build, uh, giving them a chance because they have the ability to do it and we don't care what color they are. We don't care who they are. We want to give them an opportunity and we are drawn to that and we love that. And then when black folks say to this white guy in an all-black genre, man, you deserve to be here. We're supporting you 100%. And white hockey players and white opera singers say to a black opera singer, you know, you're, you're good enough to be here. We welcome you with open arms. We don't just welcome you. We know this is not easy to break in. We want to help you. We love watching that because it is something that it's something that we want in everyday life. It's what we want for our children. It's what we want in our schools. It's what we want in our politics. It's what we want in our media. We want in every part of life. We want to love everybody. We want to get along with everybody. Uh, we want people uh, to love one another because they're good human beings, not because of anything else. And so I think there's a there's a lesson here that's much bigger than white and black. I think there's a lesson in in innate in every one of us is this desire for this beautiful variety that God has designed. And whether it's in sports or whether it's in entertainment of some other type, uh, it just, it really resonates when we see it and when things work the way they should work, it makes us really, really appreciate it. So, hey, I hope you had uh, as much fun as I did with this show tonight. Uh, and uh, I hope to see you here. I've got a another, uh, I'll drop it probably sometime between now and next uh, Tuesday. But I've got another minute with the goat. And uh, you're going to love it. So I'll drop it in. See, this is, uh, by all accounts, Wednesday. Probably drop it in Friday. So be looking for that on Friday, okay? A minute with a goat. It'd be a minute, minute five, something like that. Short podcast. Hey, tell somebody about the show. Let them know. Tell them, hey, man, pick check out the Red Pill Sports Podcast. Don't forget to go to the show Facebook page or Twitter and check out the new merch. It's not quite ready to be bought, but I just I promise you I was going to reveal it and show it to you. So I want you to see it. We're going to have it ready, and uh, I'll have it up here in just a little while. If I can get the shirts um, ready to be ordered uh, tonight, we will do that. Otherwise, they will be available uh, pretty quickly. I think you're going to love them. Let me know what you think. If you have an idea for a shirt or for a hat, uh, let us know. We would love uh, to, uh, you know, to to ha- let our uh, listeners have a, uh, you know, a say in what we do. Uh, don't forget about the Dot Washburn Show. Check out the John Solomon interview from today at dotwashburn.com. And uh, I will be talking to you later. I appreciate you so very much. Uh, thank God for you. 
I always enjoy this wonderful time with you, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. God bless you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. Brought to you by the Doc Washburn Show Family of Podcasts, a Yetcher Media Company.